And welcome back to the War Report radio series, man. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, on a check-in, man. We got a returning guest, a very special guest. Returning. Say something to the say something to Mike, man. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Appreciate you having this me back. This is Rashawn Davis in the building. We got Zaybro in the in the building, mic'd up. He's off camera right now, man. I'm very happy to. This is a this is history in the making right here with this podcast, man. This is episode 106 or 107, depending on how. I put out these unreleased episodes I, I guess fellas so let's get right into it man Rashawn uh you're a returning guest to the world for how's it feel to be back it feels good man I mean the, the first time I was here was a few years ago I think when y'all were just starting so like it was still definitely small and, and I gotta say man I, watching you over the years grow this and, and watching the team around you grow this it's been special bro I feel like these outlets are necessary man so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back but I'm also just more proud of uh, what you've built here, bro. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. Zay, bro, mic'd up in the back, man. Please say something, man. Bless the microphone, man. How's it feel to finally be on the War Report mic'd up? We made you do it. This is a DC connection from the three of us, man. Zay, bro, is on the War Report, man. Say something, Zay. What's going on, world? You know what I'm saying? Zay in the life checking in. Uh <laughs> I don't believe this is my first time. I think I've made some some off oh, the mic Oh, actually, you have been on the War Report before, before Zay. What yeah. am I talking about? So, like early episodes, like yeah. early, you did put some in. My bad, Zay. Put some respect on Zay's name. Got to. Um, but yeah, man, let's get right into like just just what's going on right now in 2020, man. How's the year been for you? How'd you take the COVID nineteen thing? Yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild year. Yeah, you know? it it has. I mean, it's hard to know. It's hard to know like where to start. Really, I mean, this year I think has challenged everybody, right? Like, I think it's challenged the country. I think it's challenged this city. I think it's challenged all of us, mm-hmm. like as individuals, right? In different cities. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been. I I would say there's been some 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 blessings and some curses in that, right? Like, I think it's it's a tragedy like the state of the economy and what folks are dealing with and all this stuff with schools but mm-hmm. i also think on on the brighter hand like a lot of folks that i talk to you know have also appreciated to some extent like life slowing down and being yeah. able to like just reflect and refocus and all of that stuff yeah i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we were just like making the comments about how uh you know everybody always talks about needing like a year to take off just yeah. to reset like and adulthood doesn't offer often present you with those opportunities for like a sabbatical or anything like that yep. so to just be everyone have you know be stuck at home like hey you got to stay in place so figure out you know i feel like a lot of people have taken up on a lot of their passions and talents yep. uh and so yeah there's definitely a blessing in that but you know Wins and losses, man. You it know is. that's that's how how things is going to come. You know people are adapting. You know I, I couldn't imagine, you know some of the struggles that people are going through. But you know people are figuring it out. You know they they've got each other to depend on. Hopefully, and uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's kind of where we are at right now in this country. And you and you guys are right. Like I'm not. Well, I was gonna say I'm not sure what I was like really doing in quarantine but it was like interesting for like the georgia experience of like away from home right i definitely felt like i got like sick once like you know what i mean like but i like survived it but i never really got tested for corona or nothing like that but um it was definitely interesting because like the nba shut down and it's like damn like i was 
pretty much mid-season with NBA. Things were going really right, good at right. the job for me um, as far Yo, as... Yo, how's Atlanta been, man? Bro, man, it's talk, been crazy, Talk to me, man. man. It's, it's been, been a while. Crazy. It's been crazy, man. So, yeah, man, I was just looking up through the Polaroids. Like, I got my collection of, like, Polaroids right here. Actually, it's stacked. And, uh, like, this Detroit... That Detroit trip, I feel like, changed my life as far as just networking and yep, meeting the right yep. plugs. And I met my, uh, like, my mentor today, Torrance Wilson. Shout out to Torrance. Uh, like in Detroit He kind of remembered me From the last year Of the conference And it was just Right place Right time Right energy Right connection Like destiny You know what I mean and Yeah then, Yeah Now I remember How that shit lined up For you Cause you was like Before you even Went out to Detroit You was like I'm moving to Atlanta mm-hmm. Before the end Of the year And you was like You real talk You said August And I was like Man it's July How you gonna move In August Then he took that trip Came back, was like, yeah, now nah, I got a job, so I'm out. And I was just like, well, damn, like, if you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. That's something I always appreciated about you, man. Yeah, real talk, man. Like, I really packed my things, you know what I mean? And just uh, with the right connection, you know, my mentor, he just kept his word, was solid. And, bro, if you believe it now, I was in the TNT building within, like, four days Jeez. of being in Atlanta. You know what I mean? And it was just crazy. I remember I, remember I had my, my, my birthday party. It was like right before you had left. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we, and we had talked, and you was like, "Yo, I'm going to ATL," and I was like, "For real?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." But, but, bro, that's, I mean, that's the thing about life, right? On the other side of our greatest fears are, are our greatest wins, and so yeah. like sometimes you just got to take that leap, man, and 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 it, sometimes it works out, bro. And so yeah. that I'm, I'm glad that happened for you. Yeah, man, I and I, I must say, you know, I, there have been a lot of ups and downs, you feel me, as far as my journey in Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of nights where I was just like, man, I, like, it's got to get better than this, you know what I mean? But right. to for now, in just two years, to see it going so well now, it's like, man, like, and, man, like, Corona definitely put me in a position, really, just taking a break from things to, like, get my finances situated because of the whole, like, like, the the money that was pretty much infused into the economy, like, I saved my bread, you know what I'm saying? Right, so now right. I'm just sitting up on top uh, after making a few plays here and there, like, damn, you know, like, life, I can make even more money than this, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a good, it's good right now, man. So I'm just happy to be back here in Newark, New Jersey, man. Happy to have you back on the war report, man. Let's get into some politics, right? In okay. the economy, in right, right. Trump, and, and how do you feel about Trump's response to the coronavirus, first and foremost? I mean, I, I think I agree with most people that it's been, like, underwhelming, right? Like, I think that, the to me, what I'm looking at is it's not just about the virus itself, right? Like, it's about all of these other things that the virus has created, right? Which is uh, our schools are debilitated right now, right? Yeah. Like, our public transit systems are suffering. Like, every social service system imaginable is struggling right now because of this right Mm -hmm. and to me it's about like how do we get the money that cities and states need and that's like you know that's being debated in congress it's a stalemate and you know we just need a president that's going to step in and say like this needs to happen right but i think you know i mean we already know what's happening in the white house and so like Mm -hmm. at this point it's kind of like let's not even focus our energy there because we already know what's what's coming from there what's not coming from there the reality is is like cities like newark right cities like baltimore cities like oakland are Mm -hmm. suffering right now and the question is like how do we fix that 
Yeah, and uh, it's interesting, like, me being back, right? I'm thinking, like, I'm driving around, and I'm like, man, like, it feels like COVID really slowed this place down a little mm-hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not to say, like, Newark was, like, this fast bubbling. It, it, it was, it's yeah. pretty fast, you know what I mean? It's pretty fast-paced compared to other areas for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it is, like, definitely a city vibe. Yeah. But... I just like the COVID thing for me when I come back now and uh, see how open Georgia has been and Atlanta has yeah, been. Yeah. I come back now and this place just looks like a ghost town sometimes to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and it's just like if nothing is going, that's why I was just talking about my dad, uh, talking to my dad before we started the podcast. They had finally put the rims up on Springfield Avenue yep, courts. Yep, yep. And yep. it's like when you're driving past there and there's like no, like, hoop on the court it's like debilitating almost yeah, like to yeah. see that um and see like no kids out there and just like right. nobody like it's just crazy to and, me man and, i don't know and that's what makes it challenging right because you have you have two things that are competing at the same time right like which you have what? this question of public health which is yeah. how do we keep people safe right and that means <laughs> making sure that people don't gather making sure that people aren't in close contact and where are the places where people are in most contact, right? It's schools, it's sports, like it's, it's all of these things. But on the other end of that, right, mm-hmm. particularly with a city like Newark, oftentimes those very things that we're trying to avoid are the very things that create outlets and lifelines for people. Like mm-hmm. if yeah, anyone exactly. who spent any amount That's of time, anyone who spent any amount of time in this city understands that like basketball is a lifeline for some yeah. kids in this city. And so like it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough true. compromise. Yeah, absolutely, man. And for me, man, I just, you're absolutely right. First of all. And like, that's exactly how I felt. I was just like, man, like, Damn, I know somebody, I know a kid out there like probably yeah. wants to get it in, you know what yeah, I mean? But there's yeah. no hoops on the damn yeah. rims. There's no yeah. rims. So I'm just like, man, like that's pretty debilitating knowing that like Atlanta didn't have to take it to that to that route yeah. type stuff, but at the same time, the northeast was kind of like right. the right. epicenter right. of the virus here in the United States a little bit. Um so yeah. to see people the way how serious people take it also, LA Fitness when it first opened, I went the first day and uh, like, which like, LA Fitness? Uh, in Carney. Okay. So yep. I'm going to LA Fitness in Carney, right? And they're doing like the protocols and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. But how if I could describe it to like compared to Atlanta, it's like there's it's because it's like the first day and it's so new to them. Yeah. They're moving so slow in my right, opinion. right, like, right. I'm right. like, guys, just scan me sign it whatever you know what i mean just let us go let us work out you know what i mean but they're like have you been in contact with anybody in 14 like they're like asking every person that walks in the gym obviously they're gonna say no even if they yeah that's that's one thing i wanted to comment on like i feel like the protocols that are in place really just are a gloss over for like public perception right because like i've traveled on an airline and it's like if you put, yes, I've been in contact with someone in, in the past 14 days, they're not going to let you on the airplane. So why would you put yes? Yeah. Like, people are just, yeah. like, so I feel like it's been a mixed response overall just because on one side there's what you have to say to the people and then there's the other side of what people are going to do. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, well, a, a lot of that has little to do with, like, I mean, some of it is, like, we want to keep people safe. But questions like that are all about liability for the company, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, whether you lying or not, like, the company, if you get sick at my gym, I can say, like, listen, these people signed this thing that the said waiver. they weren't yep. in contact. And so, yeah. 
Like we did our due diligence. We asked the question whether someone lied or not. It's, it's not, not on us, fault, right? Yeah. Whether it's an airline or a gym. So a lot of that is to protect the company itself. Yeah. But some of it also is just like, we just don't know how to do this. Like, we've never been in a situation like this. So what is the right way to do it? Like, how do you find out if someone's been exposed? How do you get people to answer truthfully? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in um, New York State, I actually flew into LaGuardia, and they had, like, a thing that they wouldn't let you off the plane until you, like, like signed it like you know what yeah, I mean? It was yeah just like man this is crazy like yeah this is a, like a crazy infringement upon like just the daily freedoms that we kind of took it uh yeah. took for granted in my opinion like damn like this is how they treating us now like it's almost like we ser- like it's serious like the just the tracking of the people is what right, i just didn't, right, didn't right, appreciate right, right, right. and and that's another thing as far as like tracking um and just technology as far as we advance here in the future like we're really getting into like movie type stuff you know what i'm saying like movies type i mean i feel like yeah yeah yeah. i feel like the 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 thing about privacy like privacy is a myth Mm. like Mm. at this point if the government wants to look into your shit they're gonna look into your shit everyone knows that they have the means to do it they have the technology the only thing they have to justify is how to do uh, to, to, to bring you to court upon you feel me but like I think everyone's always embarking upon like these things of you know personal infringement, and it's like, bro, your infringements are already pretty much gone. You just live in a world that you don't really exercise them. Yeah, facts. So facts, facts. I definitely agree with that. And uh, yeah, man. But uh, let's talk about uh, technology and where, where we see it going forward. So like, how far are you? How far are we uh, from like flying cars? And- they got flying cars. But how far are we from like oh actual implementation imp- implementation from flying cars? You think? I I think I think we're a little ways off from that, and let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. I I think. So here's the thing: like, when we when we first envisioned flying cars, like 50, 60, 75 years ago, I don't think we understood that like our airspace is already so filled like i mean at a certain point you have planes right so you have to like that airspace is already filled we, we fly hundreds of thousands of flights every day yeah mm-hmm. so and then below that i mean in the next 10 15 years you're gonna have like armies of drones doing everything yeah. from dropping off food to delivering package so it becomes a question of like airspace like is there and now imagine a world where think about how many cars we have now millions of cars yeah. thinking about millions of cars crisscrossing like basically lower airspace like it, it's not even a question of can we get cars off the ground it's a question of like is there a way to really manage the flow of cars like across yeah. acro- across the air like that you bring up a very interesting point. Here, here's my thing about that, though. Here's <laughs> yeah, my thing about ahead, that. I agree ahead, with you. Ahead, yeah, I yeah, agree with you. And that's yeah. definitely a conversation that's going to happen. Right. But if the technology comes out and it becomes more accessible to the people, the people going to want it and they're going to figure out a way. They always figure out a way. True. They will force those streets through the forest. True. You know what I'm saying? So on that note, it's like... I, 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 and I never even thought about that perspective. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you, we've already got hundreds of thousands of planes. You already got, and the, the just the personal drone usage in the past three right. years have, has shocked yeah, me. Yeah, how that like, is I can't wrong. believe, like, when they went to Best Buy, it's like, you could just yeah, buy one, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? $500, boom, you get, get a drone all up in the sky. Bro, I was hooping yesterday. I went to a basketball court yesterday, 
And it's a dude in between games flying a drone over the court. Like, like drones are just, you know, they just, yeah. like, they're like cell phones to a lot of people now. Like, he's just flying drones in between. Like, he's plays, then he was off. And when he was off, he pulled out his drone and was recording are games. All, uh, yeah, all drones, like, cameras? or Most of them have Most cameras, them cameras, I would say. Like, low-key, I have a drone myself. Like, I won a, a contest yeah. with uh, AMC, and they sent me, like, a robotic drone. I, I just never put batteries in it. Yeah, like, yeah. I have one. It's right in the other room. Yeah. And it's like drones to me is if you're controlling it yourself, how the hell do you land it? What do you mean? Like. You have a, you have a, a, a remote. Yeah, I feel like I crashed the landing every time. That's why I don't ever get a drone. I mean, you learn. You learn over you, time. You, you, you guys really think drones are... Like, how active will drones really be? Because I don't really see drones in my day-to-day. I think they'll be in really active. Here or Atlanta, for real. For real, for real? Listen. I don't ever see, like, a drone dropping off anything right now. Well, I mean, not yet. They're still, they're still in Amazon and the FAA are going through some vicious litigation right now. They're yeah. trying to make that shit they possible. They shouldn't be able to fly through the air like that. I don't think there's wow. a drop you, off. You don't, you, you, don't want, yeah. you don't want your Popeyes dropped off by a drone? No. <laughs> <Just> Not <laughs> dropped really. On, dropped on your door. It'll be quicker than even like Uber Eats or something. Like it'll be like five minutes. Instead yeah, it'll of be 15. like sending a home a pigeon. Like just yeah. like your own. You know Straight to you. As soon as it's done, as soon as it's done, it off, put it yeah. in the thing, put it in the, the box, close the box. Yeah. It picks up, it flies off itself. They're gonna have technology yeah. to do that. Some, some, some would say it's better for the environment. I mean, cars use up so much fossil fuels. Like maybe drones who just run on charged batteries be better for the environment. I'm, I'm afraid of drones just dropping stuff off. <laughs> yeah, nah. Gotta, See, that's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> you allow people to just drop off stuff like that, like people gonna be start dropping off like bombs and. Yeah, drones. yeah. Now nah, I'm worried about the weaponization that's of personalized crazy. drones. Like, I feel like that's gonna be a thing. Yeah. But have because think about this. I've said this on Twitter millions of times. Like, drone bodyguards are gonna be a thing, and. You know how they put shit in what movies you before. You know how they put shit in movies so they can try to ease the consciousness yeah, yeah, of public yeah. into it. Yeah. Think about the last Spider-Man movie. Okay. All right. The whole premise. There was a of couple. The villain, which one? Which one? There was the a couple. The one in London. The, um, the one where they went to um, with Mysterio, and then when they went to London, that was uh, a good coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole concept of the villain was using drones as like personalized weapon systems oh yeah oh, like yeah. and i know they already it started off as personalized weapon systems what's, you know the, what what's the netflix show the the netflix show that that has that's like sci-fi it's kind of black like mirror tech yeah yeah black mirror i remember black mirror had an episode about like really small miniature drones like kind of doing something similar so dang Jesus. yeah that's crazy okay. yeah uh but it's that coming movie was really good though that movie that was a great spider-man by the way yeah yeah, 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 they did their thing on that one. What they, was it called? I'm, I'm like, my it's Homecoming, Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming, great yeah. movie. Yeah. So yeah, drones is a no no for me. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Unless uh, I did see on Twitter one time, it was like a um, like a helicopter, helicopter slash drone that could fit like like an emergency. Say something, you're yeah. involved in a car accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. Pop up, it'll fly to you ASAP. Listen, I mean... you up in yeah. that drone and then you fly your ass to the hospital hella quick. Drones? I would be okay with that. Drones, they have... They'll have, like, a lot of capability, bro. Like, they'll... they'll it'll be a lot of use for drones. I think the question will be kind of like, <laughs> to your point, like, how comfortable ultimately are people with it but i but i would say people are gonna be comfortable with it because even now bro like i don't know if y'all saw this but um i I think it was amazon like maybe two years ago 
um, has a function now. Like, you know, you, you can, like, uh, unlock and lock your door mm-hmm. um, via your phone now. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. A bunch of apps offer that. I think it was Amazon. It might have been another company. Um, but they have, like, a, a, a home camera at your front door. Mm-hmm. And they gave you the option of like unlocking your door and allowing like a, a post like a post person to put the box at the front of the door and then close the door if you didn't want the, the package left on your front stoop. So like people, my point to say that is is like you would be amazed at what people are okay with. Yeah, you no, know nah, I mean like I mean you grew up you you know you you heard don't let strangers in your house and then yeah. you know you got Airbnb and Uber where yeah. you hop into people's cars yeah. like who would ever, <laughs> like who would have thought people would have been like yeah no nah, I'm cool with letting people sit in the back of my car while yep. I drive them around yep. I'll yep. do that you know what yep. I'm saying if the money is right yep and the, and the the the, the founder of Airbnb what's his name Evan something I think but um he he's been on podcast and he's talked about it he was like yo. People thought this was the dumbest idea ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like a platform that allowed people to rent out rooms in random people's house. And now you can't even imagine your world without, most people can't imagine their world without Airbnb now. It's become such yeah. a pivotal part of people's vacations mm-hmm. when they go see other cities. Hey, I like, just rented out an Airbnb a week ago. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't know, you like, don't know keep what saying, you're like, going Uber's gonna you know, about Airbnb stock. If they ever are they public or what? They're going. They yeah. might IPO this year. Yeah, no, they think you, they just filed for an IPO. Yeah, how do you guys feel about Airbnb rushed. stock? Um, rushed, but I mean, see, here's the thing. It. I feel like certain things get weaved into the fabric of society. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Airbnb and Uber. Like mm-hmm. before Uber, I remember trying to catch a taxi. And like it sucked. And it sucked. Yep. I'm with Uber yep. all the way. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Uber's the, Uber's, Uber changed. So the fact where well, people were like, no, I don't yeah. think Uber's going to be like, they're going to try to like yep. make policies to get rid of Uber. And it's just like, that's never going to get the people's, that, people are never going to respect that. You feel me? Uber yeah, provides yeah. too much convenience for people, especially through Uber Eats now too. Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So with that, the Airbnb, <sighs> but let me let me tell you my fear about about like an Uber. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to who was I talking? I was talking to somebody about this a few days ago. Things have become so convenient for us, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. actually kind of wild. Like, like you don't I, even I, need to know where you're going. Yeah, I've <laughs> even had to check myself, and 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 I'm like. Yo, you could go walk and get this. Like the other day, like, no, 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 seriously. Like the other day, I was, I was, um, I wanted some Chipotle, and there's a Chipotle on Market Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you can Market. easily walk to. I you know, I have a bike. That. We can yeah. easily walk to. Like I don't live far from here, and um, I was this close to like getting Chipotle on Uber Eats, and I'm like, yo, things have become so easy for us. It's like, like you, you don't. If you wanted to live in a world where you didn't have to literally pick up a finger for anything, it could. To- it's possible. You can work from home. They got Task Rabbit. If you need anything physical done, like What's you get Task Rabbit. Task Rabbit is like if you get, if you get a, a desk, like if you yeah. get like a Wayfair desk, What's you can put desk? it together. Like Wayfair is a the furniture, furniture company. company. Yeah. Okay. Like if you order a piece of furniture online, yeah, you can order a Task Rabbit, and some person will literally come to your house and, and put it together and leave. You don't. You can live in a world. That's where been you around don't for like five years. Yeah, I never heard of Task Rabbit. It's yeah, it, it, it's, it's there. And you can send them. You can you can get a Task Rabbit to do anything. You can say, can you go to Home Depot and pick up two pieces of wood, or like, 
can you go to the dry cleaners and pick up my dry clean? Like that's Task Rabbit. If you have the money, I didn't for know it, it was that fucking convenient. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn. I yeah. I never yeah. even heard of Task. Yeah, Rabbit. yeah, man. Task Rabbit is um. I mean, in, in in some ways, it's beneficial. Like if if you have a disability or for whatever reason you can't do a lot of heavy lifting or you can't put something together like it's cool but i mean i just think all these apps in general are like i think a lot of them were at first solving legitimate problems that we had but now Mm -hmm. it's just like how can we make your life even more convenient (laughs) you know than a year of excess right Yeah, 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 definitely, man. And I was never an Uber Eats guy for real. Like I never really tried Uber Eats. So I came back to Jersey this time. And yeah, I spent like over a hundred bucks on damn near Uber Eats, but it was worth it's it. Great, though. yeah, it it's cool. great because I got the restaurant that I wanted to get. Yeah, from, you get the stuff that you can't you normally get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually happy I did that. Yeah, but but I gotta you know I like I check myself sometimes. Like you know even you know even on social media sites like I find myself like. All right, I'm gonna take this week off from like social media or some of these apps because like if you get too engrossed in them, man, it's like, man, it's intense. Yeah, how do you feel about social media going forward? Because right now I feel like Instagram has been out for a long while. Mm-hmm. Twitter has been around for a long ass time. Um, what's next? Or are we gonna just ride out IG for like the next twenty years, fit five years? Like, what's next for social media? In your opinion like is there going to be a new platform or right does so sorry this is this I is like you about to drop a gem on us no nah, no nah, this is this is mad random oh, okay but um i was reading in the um mit technology review yeah. they're coming out with technology that lets you simulate taste what and smell yeah they got like receptors that deliver like specific uh like Pulse notes, I guess. Yeah. And it's supposed to simulate certain taste buds or something like that. Right. And I think the next thing is going to be like... Oh. Yeah. Like, like if someone cooking something through like IG live video, you can, you can smell, smell it. it. Yeah. Wow. Shit's going to be crazy. As far as I think IG got the monopoly on, on shit, uh, yeah. that's another reason why privacy is a myth. You feel yeah, me? Because yeah. IG is owned by Facebook and Facebook is selling everything to the government. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, they got the monopoly on the market. They, yeah. they there's other apps that trying to come through, but then IG just takes what they have. Takes what they have. You feel me? Like TikTok is coming up strong. I just came out with Reels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's always going to be a thing. But I don't know. Social media has its, its conveniences for society that have not been presented before, and I see the advantages of it just through people being able to like express different opinions yeah and like finding the not only resources but like the audience for like their topics yeah and i think that has its own special place and i so that uh, in that just respective lane i don't think it's going anywhere yeah but uh i'm i'm not a tech tech expert Mm -hmm. but i think i agree with everything you said and i'll i'll even say like almost like parallel to that like i think people I think people's appetite for like really large scale massive social media networks is like not as strong as it was 10 years ago just because there are so many. So I also oh, think true. that like there's going to be a desire for people to have like 
like almost like more personal like more personal things like yeah okay so for example like a, a friend of mine was talking a lot about like pinterest and how people love pinterest because it's just a lot of less noise on pinterest you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it's just like it's your board I, i'm not even t- entirely sure how it works but i yeah, know yeah, yeah, you have your personal pin board and like, like it's just it's just quiet you know it's like kind of like a quiet and i think people are gonna want something with like i just feel like people are gonna want something that's a little bit more personal a little bit less noise than like facebook twitter snapchat instagram tiktok yeah i mean even i've i've, I've personally like minimized my social media like output yeah just in terms of the content that i i share like I haven't had like a consistent post on Facebook. I mean Instagram in like four years at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, I use the stories. So it's like, all right, you could get it for today, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't post on Facebook at all. Right. But mm-hmm. like Twitter, I'm on Twitter crazy. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So I feel like people already have <laughs> their unique have, ones that they like favorite yeah, anyway. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. And I agree with you on like the privacy aspect, because it's like one of my homegirls, she just, re- I, I don't know, yeah. she uh, upped her, she started a, a social group on Instagram, uh-huh. right? And it gained like 200,000 followers in like a month. Wow. Wait, 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 what did they just do? What did they do? They they, they started like a, a social group or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it gained like 200,000. But she's now talking about how, like, she doesn't have any privacy on anything. Yeah. Like, she'll say, like, people yeah. will follow me from one network to comment on something on yeah. another network of hers and it's just like i've yeah. got to figure it's out lot, how to man. bring down my my level of content i gotta reassess it's a lot you know the, the, the shit that i put out so it's, it's like that's definitely an aspect that you got to consider yeah i know i know a few a, a few sort of social media content creators mm-hmm. or influencers or whatever the term that you want to use and a lot of them tell me how stressful it is man like it's it's you know, the, you get a certain. Obviously, you get a certain level of celebrity with it, but it's mm-hmm. also like it's very. It can be very stressful, man. Yeah. It can be very stressful. A lot of eyes watching. Yeah, you know what I'm saying fame. Fame is a is a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like uh, how you guys feel about like. Well, there's a lot of people. I feel like on social media though that use their platform for good though and make a lot of money though too though. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. I said, there's always yeah, going to be a place yeah. for it because it's opened up a lot of avenues for people that weren't available before. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got a lot of uh, of ways for it to uh, express. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, you can find your audience there, and it, it could be for people who you're looking to sell things to as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but I absolutely agree when you say like people's uh, need for consumption of it has gone down drastically. Because it's like, when it first started, it was like, everybody's on it. But now it's like, all right, I see what this can put out. And some people are kind of yeah. weary of it. Yeah. And they strong like form, like form strong opinions about it at this point. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the boycott Facebook movement is big. Like, a lot of, you know, I know a few people in my personal network who have totally just, I'm off social media entirely. Yeah. And I And yeah. I feel like, you know. I feel like for some people, to your point, it's it's a ne- it's a necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you do anything that you know that it revolves around other people, mm-hmm. social media is an important tool, right? But I think like in terms of just like 
it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. And so, like, I know people have totally just, like, I'm off social media entirely. Like, yeah. you want you want to know how I'm doing? Email me. <laughs> Text Give me a me. call. Let's yeah, have a conversation. Call me. Write me yeah. a letter. No records. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you guys feel about robots, though? Like, we talked about drones. You know what I mean? That led to social media. But the one thing I wanted to bring up real quick was, like, robots, whether, like, we're talking about attack robots, like, like the automation of armies and shit like that, uh, the future like warfare. Oh, you getting like because like no no because like when I think about robots, right? I'm like wait, but like we create you can pretty much create a robot to do anything, right? Yeah. But like when it's like robots like chopping up vegetables all day or whatever the case may be, or like a a military robot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that kind of creeps, creeps me out that like. I mean, we all grew up on movies like Terminator and shit like that. So it's like, you know, you you got this. It's just actually not even cool, for real. (laughs) But but they definitely have them. Like, like like the odds are that somewhere, like, even though the United States has like a like a like a drone robot army, just in case shit gets thick in China, just unveils theirs. Don't you think? Or Russia unveils theirs. I mean, you know, America. You America spends yeah. trillions of dollars on our in our in our in our military mm-hmm. to make sure that you know we <laughs> have the best of everything. Um, so, but what I'm asking you is this: Is there? Do you believe that there is like a robot drone army already there? Bro, right it, it it doesn't take anything to to make a drone like yeah. you know like what I'm saying? Ro- no, no, no. Like you remember? Well, I, a drone is a robot. A drone I'm is talking a robot. About like robot robots. I think I think robots as you I mean like I robot robots. Like I robot robots. I think that's still a little ways off. Yeah. You see fully functional walking around robots, but technically, a robot is synonymous with with automation. So there are already like computers that are robots there, yeah they're already like a lot of automated systems whether it's in the military whether it's in the workforce or whatever so that's that has already that ship has already sailed yeah i nice. think like i think in terms of like if you're talking about like human rights and, and warfare and things of that nature i do think that there's going to be a larger conversation probably like revolving around the un that says like what exactly are these tools? What should be the limitations on them? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, should should these tools have, you know, what kind of discretion, if any, should these robots or automate automated tools have to like decide who mm-hmm. lives and who dies and stuff like yeah. that? Like, I I think that's a larger, the same way the Geneva Convention happened, like mm-hmm. after World War One. See, here's like, my thing. Um, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. First, I don't think we have much to... I think the the nature of warfare has changed mm-hmm. over the past 20 years specifically. And I'm just talking about the period between 2000 and 2020. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the things that we have to worry about are not... like. I'm actually very concerned about shit like Skynet and, and shit from Terminator. It sounds yeah, crazy. But, saying. like, when you get into the conversation about how Congress is, like, taking the uh, artificial intelligence conversation, it's like you kind of see that they're behind the ball on the regulation of the shit. And it's kind of like, 
that that leads to an open air of what chaos. Could like, yeah, I, it's just like, I, I yeah. actually never, I never, I never saw a Terminator. Uh, Yo, man, like, yeah, I, I missed yeah. that wave. Well. <laughs> I mean, it's online. Just go check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. The thing about it is, like, Terminator, the first one is one thing. And then Terminator 2, the second one is another thing. And then Terminator 3, you got to watch all three, kind of. Okay. But don't watch you, anything after that, you don't got to watch. Are they back to back or are they spread apart? Like, they're in spread, terms of when they came out. out. They're spread out. The first one came out in, like, the 80s, okay. then the 90s, and then the 2000s. They came out, like, once every 10 years. Okay. But yeah. now they, they're cranking them out, like, every five years. You only need to watch, any, you only need to watch the first three. Real yeah. Talk. Are watch there the more than only, three? Only ones are Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know yeah, what I'm just watch the... There's, like, probably, like, six Terminators. Wow. Probably. There's, like, eight, actually, now. Eight now? Yeah. But, like yeah, eight. Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, bro, definitely, when you're in the mood to throw on a, throw on a really good flick that you have never watched before. You gotta get your popcorn ready though, cause like <laughs> I never like I remember my first experience with ter- the first Terminator. We was at Uncle John's house. You remember he had that house in like I don't even know. It was in the burb somewhere, somewhere like West what? New Jersey, like West Jersey. I don't know. He's moved so many times, but like as a kid, like like my heart was like pumping. Like that Trey first come on, you like yo, Trey crazy. I gotta but, watch. Um, nah, but if um, I don't know if y'all ever seen. The I want to give away the movie, but nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know if y'all ever seen the show Silicon Valley. Yeah, of course. I've seen like it's the a first. Good show. Uh, but first the the premise of like the season finale and like the the show's exodus was like the artificial intelligence conversation wasn't being addressed properly and i find it funny that bill gates was in that episode because he's the one leading the conversation at microsoft well microsoft is the per uh the, the company leading the artificial intelligence conversation and yeah nah it, it, it's uh it's interesting to see the the next lengths of what warfare is going to do um they're definitely the the concept of having computer controlled unmanned vehicles of warfare are kind of like outside the scope of what are currently being like right. debated at like the Geneva Convention. I mean, or at the UN. And I think that those conversations need to be fast tracked. Yeah. Because what's being and and to, and this sounds crazy coming from me, mm-hmm. but I only know like the base of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's Sorry. what I was gonna say. I think a lot of it too is like we just I would say ninety percent of people aren't really aware of yeah including myself aren't you know aren't really aware of what exactly what this is like we know like artificial intelligence maybe like the baseline a base definition mm-hmm. but like we don't really think about you it know people been practice. people have been doing this people have been working on artificial intelligence for 30 years bro mm-hmm. so it's like it's 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 way deeper than I think, like, I understand and, like, a lot of people understand. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Who um, Has the company uh, reached a trillion yet? Apple. Apple. Apple was the first? Yeah. yeah. It was the second, too. Was it Amazon, Amazon that reached it for a second? Like a yeah, hot I think second? Amazon touched it and then they yeah. fell back off. Okay. Um, how do you guys feel about, like, like, the rat race, the Amazon, Apple, like, the high super-duper companies are on right now like what are they I like, chasing i like that we're doing like a potpourri of conversation right now yeah, just keep yeah. it going it just keeps going yeah, yeah yeah how do you guys feel about like because like 
it feels like they're in a race for something, but I don't know what it is. It's like life world extension is <laughs> world domination, life extension. Like, what I, are we talking about? Here? Well, I, I think it's about, you I know, it's, I, think it's I, life extension. I, I was, I mean, maybe, I don't know. But I, I think like, <laughs> I think, I think it's like, it's what this country has always been about for better or for worse. It's like yeah. titans of industry competing just to see how big they can be i mean you know bezos gates uh 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 you know tim the late zuckerberg. tim, tim cook zuckerberg i mean they're they're nothing but a 21st century version of the rockefellers or um the, the morgan stanley's or like the henry fords or yeah. you know what i mean or andrew Dog, carnegie yeah, yeah the, these titans of industry at the top of the 20th century who people were saying the same things about like you know Andrew Carnegie and like just this massive monopoly on steel and construction that he was doing and Ford and how everybody in America was buying a Ford car so I mean it, it happens like it, it mm -hmm. may take a century at a time but you know every generation has these like just giant titans of industry that say like how just how big can we grow and I, and I, I think it's like mm -hmm. to some extent I don't think there's like I think yeah I, I think well I'll say like I think that's just it. I think when you get to that level, you're always asking yourself, "How big can I go?" That's why when people are like, "This person has enough money, why don't they just stop? Like, why don't they just give it away?" And you know, I think the mentality of people who who have achieved the things that like a Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos has achieved, like their mindset is always about, "How big can I go?" I agree with that, and that's. I feel like Bill Gates is definitely on world domination. <laughs> nah, Bill I mean, Gates—he's he, 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 already done it. What? Yeah. Ni what? Uh, Ninety before Apple, he had ninety-eight percent of the software market. Something, some crazy number like that, like ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent of the software market. Yeah, nah. Bill Gates doesn't follow anybody's rules. Bill Gates does what the yeah. fuck he wants. Like, yeah. if you if you question it, like that's the thing about people being like, oh, he wants to take over the world. It's like there ain't shit yeah. he can't do. Like, I got an island in the Bahamas and an island in the Philippines. You feel me? Like, what what can Bill Gates do? Yeah, you I know was, what I'm saying. It, it, like, they talked about this on the show that I watch on Netflix called. Um, oh, I think I know you. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, but they, he basically circumvented a whole yeah. government system to get like some type of uh, ordinance for like his one of his buildings. Or it was it like was that. the mind yeah. the mind of Bill Gates or something like yeah. that. It was like a doc that like followed him around for a few days. Yeah, but he, so what yeah. the hell did he do? He circumvented like the entire they, government. Yeah, I, I, to get something done. Yeah, basically, like yikes, man. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. He had a goal. He had to achieve, I guess. But I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Bill but what multinational company doesn't do that at this point? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there's a thin thin line between like Bill Gates though and like like a James Bond villain like behind the scenes. Like I feel like <laughs> Bill Gates is up to something behind the scenes that. Hey man, listen. Know, everybody takes it. Everybody's <laughs> take, everybody's taking advantage of exploited labor. Everybody knows about it, but people just kind of like, hey man. Yeah, you what's know, up that's, with the exploited labor, man? Like that's just the consequence of business. I don't know. Like, like China justifies it, it by by say like. <laughs> I don't, nobody I, nobody does yeah. nothing. It's crazy. I you know my my thing is, and I'm you know I'm not like a a, a business expert or like I 
you know, I'm I'm not fully hip on like multinational corporations, but what I will say is like m- where I fall into this conversation is I just think that like we should have there should be more than white men should just be dominating this space, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think the, why why haven't we had we re- why haven't we really had like a black titan of industry yet? Like what do we mm-hmm. have to do to get to that point? Like we we've had we we you know I think in the past ten years. We've seen a couple of black folks break that billion dollar ceiling, which mm-hmm. which has been huge. You know what I mean? Facts. Um, Jay Z. Yeah. Yay. You know, maybe yay. Tyler Who knows? Perry. Yeah. Tyler Perry just did Oprah. it, which is amazing. Yeah. But and I and I would honestly say like, as far right now, I would say Tyler Perry is is really a he's the only one I would really say is like a titan of industry because Tyler Perry has a whole thing going on. He has a, a, a movie line, a production yes. company. Uh, he he's doing. He's insulated himself entirely. Like I don't think Tyler Perry is really dependent on any outside force in a way that some of these other. Like you know, yeah. he like Ye he's, reached a billion because of it. You know, Adidas. He, Adidas yeah. And, yeah. You know, so I think like shout out to Tyler Perry. Yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry. I mean, I feel like to be honest, I feel like there's specific factors that stop like growth and progression like that mm-hmm. um it's funny you mentioned that one of the um the richest black man in america robert smith right now right, right. he um the way his technology the way his company works is it's a business to business platform company that uses that acts as a private equity entity so it absorbs other companies to add to the platform that they sell to other companies to basically top and bottom their business Okay. You feel me? That's what he does. But right now, he's currently being investigated, you feel me, for, you know, uh, tax evasion and, like, offshore companies that every other multinational company has. You feel me? Yeah. And it's just like, of course, the second you start talking about, you know, companies should give back or companies should have pay reparations toward you know the african-american community that you know these problems start popping up so it's like as far as you go there's always going to be factors there or there's definitely factors now that are trying to actively stop you know oh yeah oh, the yeah. growth conversation oh yeah even as a black billionaire, I mm-hmm. mean, there are still ceilings that you have to break. You know what I mean? Like, there's still probably even if you're a black billionaire, there's still probably these curtains and these ceilings that mm-hmm. you like. I didn't even know these existed. Like, once you get that, once you hit that billion dollar mark, you enter a room and it's a it's another room with another, another door, room. and you exactly. like, how do I get in that door? So, Facts. you know, it it, it 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 never stops. But but my point my point is just that like. You know, I feel like it's got to be more, man. I mean, the fact that we can still count on our hand the number of black billionaires is, is problematic yeah. for me. Like, why? Why is it only five, five or six? And why? Do they you, have to rap? Or, right. And yeah. why? And why are half of them concentrated in, in entertainment? Entertain. Yeah. Not yeah. to say that there's anything wrong with that, but to say that okay, we know that we have penetrated the entertainment industry in an important way where we're like we're we're valuable and we 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 recognize how to make revenue off of that but what about all these other industries 
I mean, we How making waves. We just got to keep it quiet. Like, we yeah, got to keep yeah. it quiet till we right at the ceiling to kick it through, mm-hmm. it seemed like. Because, you know. There's a lot of people doing their thing, yeah. but not at that what y'all, level. Yeah, not at that not at that Titan level. And What's the next industry you think will have the next? What black billion? What's the next industry that you think we'll see a black billionaire in? Probably a streaming, some type of streaming platform. Mm, okay. Or some type of. Yeah, some type of. It could be something new though. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. necessarily be music that we're streaming. It could be like something else. We got to see more in athletics. It's yeah. surprising to me that you know, still in athletics, we only have Jordan, who's That's like one billion, who's yeah. barely there. But like, I, I mean, got a billion. He keeping his stash though. Yeah, but like, where the, where the, the rest? He's the only owner though. Hope the only owner. There's no there's no black NFL. Nah. he's the only NBA black owner. Nope. Yep. So yep. It, I think it really just shows how. Not how far black people are behind, because I think like socially, like a lot of black people are doing. Oh we, yeah, we, chi- we be chilling half the time. Like you know what I mean? Like all the media narratives that are all negative. I I, I know a lot of black people that just chill and just raise their kids and do yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not a lot of black people Honestly, that's really like going I crazy, feel, dummy, stupid. I feel like and what what like it's gotta, I feel like it's gotta be something new, something fresh. Black people really just gotta trust each other more. To be honest, because we already have the outlets to because think about this, right? Say like the NFL, right there. They got various TV networks. You feel me? They got a distribution. They got stadiums. Okay, you feel me? So what think about what they need in order to make that league work? You feel me? What can an African-American have in those situations? Like right. Dwayne Rock, the Rock Johnson just bought the XFL, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So he already has the structure. You feel me? Now he needs a network. We have mm-hmm. networks. You feel me? We just have to support them. And I'm not talking about BET because that's owned by Viacom, but maybe yeah. Oprah's network. Tyler Perry, I think, has his own network. Yeah. Like, and we would just have to generate the ad dollars to those specific sites. Yeah. But then, you know, people are gonna have the conversation about, well, why should those two people get it and not, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know if unity and integration is what black people really want. I, I, I so I, one thing I'll say too is that I think. And even from my perception, like when we think about black wealth, mm-hmm. oftentimes we think about people who already have, who are already in a position to make a big play, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's somebody like LeBron James, because he's made hundreds of million dollars, millions of dollars in his career, he's in a position to make a big play. But my thing is like black wealth, when we talk about creating maybe not billionaires, but, but creating millionaires. That really happens at the local level. I mean, black people every year, we have, what, $1.9 trillion in buying power every year? Mm -hmm. And I remember my uncle, he sent me a study last year, and I I could be getting these numbers wrong, but that, like, um, a dollar in the white community lasts, I think, something like 37 days, which means Mm -hmm. that... uh, uh, you know, a white person spends a dollar at a at a business that's often owned by a white person. Yeah. And then I think it's um, maybe like seven or eleven days in in the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. And I think for Black people, it's an hour. And yeah. so we have to ask a question at even the micro level, like. And I ask that question to myself, like, 
where are we actually spending our dollars right like and i understand it's hard right because it's so like even in a place like newark right it's so easy to just go to walgreens or go to these you know Mm -hmm. these bigger stores like i just need this let me get this but you know to your point there there are black folks who are who 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 are starting businesses in everything right like Mm -hmm. there's a black laundry company that's kind of doing some numbers now black apparel companies and so we got to ask the question as a people like how are we spending our 1.9 trillion every year like are we are we are we doing our part because that's how you you think about some of these these restaurants that have like grown like like a chipotle like a sweet green like sweet green which is which is in almost every major city now. That started with one store in the in the college town that I, I was in, Georgetown, and they grew because the their community supported them. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their community was a little bit different than ours, but their community supported them. And they st- we went from one store to three stores to five stores to fifty stores to one hundred stores. And so, like, can we do the same thing? Like, whether it's the look good, smell good guy, or yeah. whether you know, how do we do that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's so interesting, bro. Cause like, and you're absolutely right, and you're absolutely right. So I feel like Atlanta definitely has. Like, I tell you what, the see, I tell you what happens. I'll tell yeah, you exactly what happens. Um, the people who get in the positions to actually make those establishments happen, right? Right. They'll be paid off by the establishment to just stay like a high. You feel me? Say like, that again. Talk to me more. Say that again. So, you'll find somebody who can put together a whole, you know, business from top to bottom. Right. Right. But then, a company will come in and say, hey, listen, do this for us. Like, you can possibly make a million dollars in five years. Okay. You feel me? And yeah. then after that first year, it'll go to 10 million. You feel me? Okay. But what'll happen is, they'll say, you know what? We'll give you 500,000 nah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? To work for us for the next five years. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you're thinking, in that five years, yeah. I'll make, you feel me, 2.5. And even if I start my own business, I only make a million in those five years. Mm-hmm. But after that million is made, yeah. you feel me? You'll have the structure to make ten million the next yeah. year. It's the risk. It's that risk. It's tolerance. the risk. Yeah. It's the but risk the tolerance. problem is we don't have the the capacity to sustain that risk. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. That's brilliant, bro. That's that's right on the money. Like our because like many of our communities have been deprived of wealth so long that mm-hmm. like when you do get that opportunity a company offers to buy you out or a company offers to hire you mm-hmm. you like well you know i gotta get the i gotta buy this house i gotta i gotta start this exactly investment i got profile i got shit me. i gotta do for my family yeah, i got shit yeah. that i gotta do for my mom you yeah. know my moms need a house like yeah. it's it's tough man yeah. but i think like again like but I feel like even more so, like you said to your point before, mm-hmm. like it's it's starting more now. Like I feel like the conversation is shifting. Yes. Like I feel like, especially in this last year, especially like, you know, people are more, you know, preaching about black ownership. You know, Jay-Z and Pharrell just dropped that song, Entrepreneur, like start yeah. your own shit off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle, like that was his whole thing, the whole vertical integration of his projects. Yeah. You know, make sure we have the top from the bottom. Yeah. So I think the conversation is shifting. I think, you know, more people are moving toward being more conscious about where the dollar is being spent. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, yo, is it black owned? You know, yeah. the black influencers I see on TV, I mean, on Instagram, they're moving toward more black platforms. Like, hey, listen, these are the brands I'm rocking and that's what all we black need. owned. And that's, and that's what, what we need. need. 
You that's feel me? But it has to be more than just. It has to be more than just. Yeah. A a con- concept of doing it for the money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because yes. the money might not come. And then people will be like, well, I should have just kept the job. You know what I'm saying? And they'll express those things. But it's not about the concept of a... It's not about the concept of money. It's about the concept of a job. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who do you want to work for right. at the end of the day? And I and I think, I think a lot of that is about, to your point, it can't... Dollars and cents is important, mm-hmm. but it can't be all about dollars and cents. Like a, a reason you have to be doing this too is for the culture. Because mm-hmm. if you if you if you make a, a conscious decision to say like I want to buy more black products and support more black businesses, you know, in a lot of those cases, man, it's going to be more expensive for you to do that. Oh, it's, oh it's my not, god! It's not going to be it's not going to be the most economical decision you make. So mm-hmm. a lot of that has to be like me consciously saying like. I want to support more black businesses, even if it costs me more. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even if like- I don't perceive the service to be the best. You know what I'm saying? Because the shit that we'll accept from, from white companies are shit that, that people won't accept from like small black-owned businesses. Like Walmart, if they'll tell you, hey, listen, you're not getting this package for two weeks, you feel me, because of COVID, you know, people ain't going to be calling Walmart every day. Right. They'll just take that on the cheek. Like, oh, well, Walmart right. said they can't do it. Right. Like, I ain't even, you feel me? Right. But a black-owned business, that person will right. get patronized every day. Like, well, where's my package? On yep. every comment, yep. on every Instagram picture. Yep. Like, yep. it's like, yo, bro, yep. you wouldn't do this. Like, keep that same yep. energy. And I, that goes, to me, that goes back to, I, to me, that goes back generations, bro. That's, yeah. that's generations of trauma in us that says we... You, it's this thing that like you you know there i mean not to get too deep here but there's a uh there's a professor i forget his name but he talks about like um this this concept called collective trauma and collective grief and how like some of these things are passed down to you through generations unconsciously right like so all three of us in the room whether we experienced really really intense racism and segregation ourselves Mm -hmm. a lot of that trauma is still passed down to us subconsciously and so for me like when i hear when i i've heard those comments right and when i hear comments like that the the first thing i think of is when i was a kid my grandfather always telling me you gotta you gotta be better than everybody else you gotta Mm -hmm. demand you gotta demand the best right of yourself and of your friends and to me what that's what that says to me is that like we we don't as as black people we don't give ourselves we don't give ourselves enough grace man like it's always like we there's no room for imperfection and that's how we look at that's how we look at ourselves yeah. and that's how we look at each other right for real. there's no there's no room for like there's no room for imperfection like this should be better than this like that's how that's how we do it when we step into a black owned business yeah that's what i was saying before like black people really just have to to trust each other and i didn't want to get too deep on it yeah. but it was because like oh because we've been prepositioned exactly through years of you yeah. know not having like not even that just targeted it's not even it, it, it's targeted it's like it's by design like it's been put into our minds like just little shit like that, I think about now, like hearing rap lyrics growing up saying, "Yo, yo, my lawyer's Jewish." Like that, it's just little things. Mm-hmm. It's like little things like that 
that have been, you know, circled and repeated that people think, you know, that they take to heart and they take this fact at their point. It's like, oh, well, when I'm thinking about getting a lawyer, if I want the best, I know I got to go to a Jewish guy. Why? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, we thought about, you know, and this is why I think they killed Johnny Cocker. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he was the, the best. Truth. He was the truth. He was the best. He was the, the best. Truth. And they was like, yo, if people fall behind Cocker, and like, he could be the best. Yeah, Gotta and, get him out of here. Yeah, and he was about to fight for reparations, too. He was coming for that reparations check, too. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Johnny Cocker, man. It hasn't been nobody that has even touched the guy, his legacy, ever since he's been gone, which is kind of sad as far as black lawyers go. Um, especially if you consider the amount of police brutality there is now. It's almost not that it. Do you think that there's more police brutality now than in the 90s? No. No. I just think we 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 see we, it more. One, we see it more, and I think we we have a way of of measuring it than yeah. than we did in the nine. You got to understand that, like at this point, you know, nineteen ninety was almost was thirty years ago, bro. So it yeah. it, it you know Fuck. I, <laughs> right That's fucking crazy. So a lot of the a lot of the capabilities that we have now in terms of tracking these things didn't exist. In the early '90s, man, when like Plus we a lot of these, years of statistics, yeah, when a lot of when a lot of these cities were at their apex of crime, even though you know, even yeah, though some people North. are saying this things are changed, things are going backwards right now in some cities, but yeah, yeah, man, that's that's now. really crazy, man. Rest in peace to Johnny Cochran, man. Um, shit, what else yeah. we gotta talk about before we get out of here? Get out of here. Yeah, but I, but I but but to not to circle back to to the to the to what I was saying principally, which is like, we, we, I mean, we desperately need to establish this sense of community and collectivism and not in a way where it's like, you know, where it's like, I'm looking out for you all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm look, you know, you looking out for me all the time, but in a way that simply says like, if there is, if there is a possibility for me to buy this from a black owned business or mm -hmm. support black people in some way then that has to be you know we have to be able to do that unconsciously like i think now we do it because it's the thing it's, it's hip right yeah. and, and everybody's talking about it but people aren't going to talk about it forever like that's just yeah. that's just the way culture and time works like two years from now you know, at, may, maybe some things popular, happen. Yeah. Some some black folks are elected. Some black folks are elevated in some companies, and we're like, all right. But we still have to keep that mindset. Like, yo, right. we are such. You know, we have as a people, we have so much power, like economically, culturally, and it's like, I mean, we have to start leveraging that. Hey, leverage is my favorite word, man. Absolutely, man. You guys got anything else, man? You guys want to have? We've been chopping it up for like an hour now, man. Uh, we've been going for a little. We've been, we've been chopping up some heavy, heavy game on, on today's podcast. I appreciate you guys for definitely coming through. Yeah, uh, this was good. Is man. there anything you guys want to add, though, before we get out of here? Yo, my, 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 my last comment is uh, if you haven't already, I'm saying. Open a brokerage account. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's that's gonna be my last advice. Mm. I always said if I'm gonna write a brokerage account. What yo, a brokerage, brokerage account is an account like a bank account that allows you to invest in stocks and bonds. Okay? That's all it is. That's all it is. All right. But it's very easy to open one. You yep. can download an app on your phone. Yep. You can open it within five minutes. 
I think right. I think when you say open up a brokerage account, though, I immediately think, okay, I'm gonna be talking to a brokerage agent, and I'm not gonna be the one putting in the bread myself. It kind of seems like you know the Wolf of Wall Street, where oh, yeah. they're calling for advice from the guy. That's kind of what a brokerage account sounds like to a black person that doesn't know anything about brokerage accounts. Just let you know. All right. Well, to speak to that, um, back in the day. Before the internet, there was a higher threshold of research that required a broker. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say that there aren't professionals that can manage your money, you know, depending on what you're looking to accomplish. The bottom line is the threshold for entering the stock game, which was one of the largest generators for wealth ever created is as simple as downloading an app Mm -hmm. you know and opening an account you know think about the things that you use every day there's some type of connection to the stock market right you can it's it's simple as googling it it's it and i hate to always go to just google it but it's like all right think about the kicks that i have on my feet who owns it do they have stock the stuff that you use, like you said, the stuff that you use, stuff start, that you start use every in. day. What are the stuff in? What's the stuff in my house? What's the stuff that I wear? Where's the stuff that I consume? Where's the stuff that I shop at? Right. You feel me? And as you guys were talking about that, it's like, damn, like I got on Nike socks. Yeah. Nike shorts. Dang. You know what I mean? So it's like, how much money have I just gave to Nike, like over my lifetime? You know, it's ridiculous. Exactly. So my first, my the last thing I'm gonna partake on the the war report, people, is open a brokerage account. You know what I'm saying? Get some. Life if you get some, get some life insurance. Absolutely. I have mine. You know what I'm saying? It's lovely. Because you know, life insurance is very important in terms of you know making sure that you don't leave a burden to your family. Yep. In your passing. Yep. Uh, and uh Yeah, man. Drink some alkaline water, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last sure. step. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'm saying? I I I I was uh someone they don't sell alkaline water at the corner stores here. I'm pretty upset about that. No, they got them in the back. They got the Essentia yeah, in the back. No, they do not. I've seen I've seen Essentia in corner stores. They got the Essentia in the back it. in the corner store. I have not. All right, cool. It might be I'm, sold out. I ain't going to hold you. They only get like 10. They only get like 10 every two weeks. Yeah. Oh, but they be but getting I, I've them. Seen them. I've seen them in there. For, okay. uh, most, okay. mo- I, I'll be honest. Mostly in bodegas in Brooklyn. But I have. I, I yeah, think nah, I've seen Brooklyn them. Brooklyn got I've the gentrification. That's how it comes, man. I've seen them once in Newark at a, at a corner store. But um, I, I, I think that's all sound advice, brother. And um, I, th- I think the thing that I would say is... I come from the world of politics and government, and we, we didn't talk much about that today. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one, make sure you vote, right? And so, like, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you know, you know, you know exactly how to do it, especially now with, like, mail-in voting happening. Um, and one thing I like to emphasize to people is, like, we focus on the presidential election, and that's important. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff that affects your day-to-day lives mm-hmm. are made by people at our decisions made by people at the local level 
the county level and the state level Facts. and and that's the stuff that we forget about and so you need to come out to your school board elections you need to come out to um, your county commissioner elections you need to come out to your gubernatorial races because important decisions are made at that level and your voice needs to be heard so i would do that make sure you fill out your census these cities need the money folks make sure you fill out your census like our, our babies need to be educated um and yeah i mean second drink your drink your water particularly alkaline water if you can get it yeah man i was very upset i could not get it because in georgia that's all i'll be drinking man every like we don't have corner stores in georgia yeah just just gas stations and stuff with uh like the little store in there they always have it i always choose it it's the best there oh. you go balance you out get your, guys, get your got, sorry one last caveat <laughs> one last caveat go all right on. a lot of people you know what I'm saying? Shout outs to Rihanna hopping in to the skincare game. Fellas, get your skincare right. All right. Oh, all you were talking need, about this earlier. All you need. <laughs> all right. It doesn't doesn't take much. I want all right. You need a cleanser. This is what you need. You need a cleanser. All right. A moisturizer. All right. Some toner. All right. That's pretty can much you, it. Can you tell us what each one really does? All right. So I, I the mean, first cleanser one is obvious, but all right, the cleanser, you feel me? It gets all way. You feel me? All, 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 all the improv. You know what I'm saying gets all the all the gunky shit off your face right. that you experience in the day to day. Just laying in your pillow, you feel me? You got dead skin cells all over. You gets that off. You feel me? That's the first step. That's in the, that's is that a morning thing or is that before? Nah, I, I, before I do this bed? like once a week. This okay. is not. All right. You feel all me? Right. Yeah, they'll, right. they'll have some you know, Instagram influencers that get paid by beauty companies. They'll tell you to buy a product for every day of the week. You feel me? You might need a moisturizer. You feel me? It won't hurt you. Uh, but get a moisturizer with some SPF 50. Uh, that's that's uh sunscreen. Okay. Even though we black, you know, we need sunscreen. Don't let them tell you that you're not. You know, sun beams down on us every day. Okay. And ozone layers going to shit. There's no regulations on the shit. So SPF 50 in the moisturizer. Some toner to make sure your skin stays tight. And yeah, that, that and make sure you put it on your neck too. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's your face and your neck that gets shown in pictures. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> hey man, we are signing out here, man. This is Jared Adams on the check in once again, man. This episode 106 or 107, depending on how we put these episodes out that are unreleased yet. So uh, follow me on Twitter, War Report Radio, on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. And we out, man. Say peace to the peace to the to the mics, man. Yo, peace. Blessings for having us. Peace. Yo, shout outs to you. Shout outs to y'all. You know what I'm saying peace, Kings. <laughs>